0: Welcome back to the podcast. This is season one, episode six. We're back with another episode and another episode means that it's Friday. And I know I'm happy it's Friday because next week is Thanksgiving. Tomorrow is, or excuse me, today. I'm recording this on Thursday, so tomorrow would be today, I guess. But on Friday, so tomorrow, is my last day of class until Thanksgiving break. So I'm going to go home. I have to work Friday and Saturday, so I'm going to go home uh, be with my family a little bit. So I'm excited for that. My parents are currently down in St. Lucia right now for about five or six days as they are going away on their anniversary trip. I'm thankful they're able to do that. The last two years they've tried to go away. Last year, my mom came down with COVID on the day they were supposed to leave. So that was a bummer. Then the year before they just didn't go because of COVID. So this is the first year in a while they've been able to do that. I'm just thriving up here in Lynchburg in 32 degree weather and, and rain So, uh, yeah, I hope they are thoroughly enjoying St. Lucia and the 80 degree weather sitting on the beach. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I love you, mom, if you're listening to this, but she is going to come back and she's going to be like, Oh, Colby, I just need like a day or two to rest. And I'm going to be like, mom, you just had six days to sit on a beach. I don't know. Mark my words. I bet she's going to say it. I'll let you know next week. If she does, I love you, mom. You're the best. Don't take offense to that. But yes, it's been a good week so far. Um, Good week in certain areas, bad week in other areas. Let's start with a good, because that's important. Good week, today was a great day. I got a lot done. I, I was able to clean my apartment, me and my roommate did, before we uh, leave for Thanksgiving break. He's heading back to Chicago. I'm heading back to Winston-Salem on Saturday. But we were able to deep clean our apartment. So that was a that was a plus. I had therapy today. That's always good. Um, hashtag self-care. It's always great to take care of yourself. And um, I had fun. I just had a good day today. Got some work done. Uh, it's currently ten thirteen at night on a Thursday, and this podcast technically comes out in an hour and a half, basically. So we're going to get it done. This isn't going to be a super long episode. I know I say that like every week, but I really don't think, I don't have a lot of notes for this week. However, it is a topic that we should all talk about. With that being said, I'm going to go over some of the bad parts of the week, and then we'll get to the topic. Bad parts of the week. I was sick most of the week, as you probably heard in my voice last week. I was fighting something, just thought it was a cold. As a guy, you know, I don't take medicine because I'm stubborn and I'm pride. My pride gets in the way. I'm like, I don't need medicine to make me feel better. I didn't take medicine. That's probably what made things worse. And I thought I had the uh, flu or COVID. I got tested for it. Then I found out I had a double ear infection, got antibiotics. I like, no joke, haven't had an ear infection in a while and like lost some of my hearing because my little ear holes or tubes or whatever they're called swell up and I like have trouble hearing so that was a weird thing that happened this week but not that y'all even care needed to know that I just thought I would share that with you if you ever have an ear infection you might lose some of your hearing but that's okay so talk about the upcoming episodes I have in my notes yes so this is going to be episode six season one will have episodes about 12 episodes in it we've got a few more guests coming in I think three more episodes with guests and they're going to be really good episodes. I'm really excited. I know we had a chunk at the beginning where we had a lot of guests and then now where it's like, okay, it's just Colby speaking, but do not fear. There will be more guests to give you more wisdom. I know you're probably tired of everything I have to say. No, I'm just kidding, but I love doing this for y'all. So this is why I continue to keep it up, but I feel like 12 episodes in season one, pretty solid. I'm planning on, Season one will conclude on the 31st of this of December. So um, an episode will come out the 31st, I think it is. And then or the 30th, one of those days, I don't have my calendar right in front of me. And then I'm going to take a break for a month. Um, basically, that is just to c- create content for y'all and just to catch up. Um, at that point, we'll, we will have been going about 12 weeks Um, So I just kind of want to take a break to be with my family a little bit as I'll be at home for Christmas break. Um, We have some trips planned over Christmas break, so I'm excited. But uh, for this week's episode, a topic that we all have most likely experienced in our life. um, But this week's episode is going to be about seasonal depression. So the way this episode is going to go is I'm going to tell you a little bit of facts. I have my book here somewhere. I wrote out a lot of these things. However, I also have, I've written out a lot of facts, but I'm also going to read y'all a couple of things, two different things. A book called anxious for nothing by max Locato. incredible book. I highly suggest going to get it. I think I got it from like hobby lobby for like 11 or 12 bucks, but I highly suggest going to get it. Um, it's all about finding calm in a chaotic world. And for those who love max Lakato, he has just incredible stuff out there. So I would suggest going to get it. And then one of my good friends from high school, she wrote, she goes to Elon University and they wrote a paper and I don't know if, if they got to choose what they wrote on, but she's writing her paper on seasonal depression. Excuse me, I burped. This is already an episode that I was planning on doing. And when she told me that she was writing or she was writing her paper, I was like, yo, send that over to me. I'd love to read some of it. So I'll give her credit when I read it because this is all stuff she has written. But I kind of first want to talk about something that Max Lakato talked about in his book. If I can find it, excuse me for not being able to just pull it right up. I should have been way more prepared than this. Um, but his whole book talks about anxiety, depression a little bit, and what it has done in the United States. And I just, here it is. I just want to kind of read this paragraph because I just thought it was, I it was crazy. So it says, The United States is now the most anxious nation in the world. Congratulations to us. The land of the stars and stripes has become the country of stress and strife. This is a a costly achievement. Stress-related ailments cost the nation $300 billion every year in medical bills and lost productivity, while our usage of sedative drugs keeps skyrocketing. Just between 1997 and 2004, Americans more than doubled their spending in their anti anxiety medications like Xanax and Valium from 900 million to 2.1 billion. The Journal of the American Medical Association cited a study that indicates an exponential increase in depression. People of each generation in the 20th century were three times more likely to experience depression than the people of the preceding generation. How can this be? Our cars are safer than ever. We regulate food and water and electricity. Though gangs still prowl our streets, most Americans do not live under the danger of imminent attack. Yet, if worry were an Olympic event, we'd win the gold medal. Just a few more lines here. Citizens in other countries ironically enjoy more tranquility. They experience one-fifth of the anxiety levels of Americans, despite having fewer of the basic life necessities. What's more... What's more, when these less anxious developing world citizens immigrate to the United States, they tend to get just as anxious as Americans. Something about our particular way of life is making us less calm and composed. Our college kids are feeling it as well. In a study that involved more than 200,000 incoming freshmen, students reported all-time lows in overall mental health and emotional stability. A psychologist, Robert Leah points out the average child today exhibits the same level of anxiety as the average psych- psychiatric patient in the 1950s. Kids have more toys, clothes, and opportunities than ever, but by the time they leave home, they are wrapped tighter than Egyptian mummies. So that's all I'm going to read from this book, but I want to point out something that he talked about. Usage in sedative drugs keeps skyrocketing. Between 1997 and 2004, Americans more than doubled their spending on anti-anxiety medications. That's simply between 1997 and 2004. Think about where we're at in 2022. You think about the common denominator and what has simply changed since those times. And I think social media has a big impact on that. Now, I'm not going to go into social media on this episode because I went into it last week, but that's the common denominator of what's changed. And I believe that we as a nation are just anxious people. Um, But... Like I said, seasonal depression and anxiety is something that we oftentimes experience in different seasons, as hence the word seasonal depression. Really what it is is when um, a lot of your anxiety or depression can can sometimes be basically highlighted in this time of season. But what is seasonal depression? Basically, depression that occurs at the same time every year. Now, it can be different for different people. Mine, a lot of times, and the majority of people come... Um, around winter time, around daylight savings time. Recently, we went through daylight savings. I don't know about you, I've said it before, but I am not a big fan of it getting dark at like 4.35. And it feels like it's 10 o'clock, but it's really only like seven o'clock. And it just kind of sucks, I'm not gonna lie. Now, I know I'll get used to it, but there is a lot of scientific side effects to daylight savings time. I read this article the other day that it said that the... House and Senate were trying to pass a bill to get rid of daylight savings times. And I really thought that was really interesting. Um, now, obviously, days will get still continue to get shorter, but we just won't t- change the clock. But I want to talk to you on why seasonal depression is really such a thing. So a lot of times, this is brought on by the lack of sun. So the lack of sun, because I guess I'm not a... I'm by no means someone who knows all of all of these facts, but the sun or the earth tilts itself towards the sun and away from the sun. So during the summer, it kind of tilts itself more, which causes longer days in the winter. It tilts itself the other way. I don't know how it all works, but causes shorter days. So because the brain is wired to associate the lack of daylight with sleeping, because we typically sleep at night. It produces melatonin, which can increase depression symptoms. I thought that's really interesting because sometimes we'll take melatonin if we're having trouble sleeping or we need a deeper sleep. But when the lack of daylight kind of comes, it produces melatonin, which can induce depression symptoms or heighten anxiety, which is interesting. So seasonal depression affects more than 3 million people a year in the United States, which is also very, very true. I saw another quote the other day that we as a world population just reached 8 billion people and that's probably only going to go up. Um, and so a lot of that 10, since we live in a broken world, these numbers are just gonna continue to go up as well. But you might hear this and say, I feel like this every year or hey, I've Colby, I've never really dealt with seasonal depression. And if you haven't, amazing. But if you do, maybe I'm, I'm talking about something that can relate to you. But I'm excited later on in the episode how I'm going to relate this back to uh, biblical integration. But yeah, this is a real thing. The lack of sunlight has been shown to literally stress the brain out and therefore causes the brain to do weird things. Like I said, the lack of sunlight can do weird things for your brain. And because of that, it produces melatonin. It does all of these weird things. Um, Another trick to combating that when there's a lack of sunlight is light therapy. If you've ever if you've ever looked up light therapy, it's honestly a really weird thing, but there's these certain lights that you can sit in front of that is there for the core effect to help your brain or trick your brain into thinking it's sunlight. Therefore, it helps your brain out. Personally for me, I want to make this personal cuz I don't want to just give you all facts the whole time. But personally for me, working out has helped me Some, um, I've honestly, where I'm at now, it's hard for me to say that because I have not gotten in a great rhythm of working out. I broke my thumb a few weeks ago, or excuse me, my pinky a few weeks ago. And so like lifting weights has killed. And because I haven't been able to lift weights, I've been like, Oh, I just can't go to the gym. However, those are all just excuses I've been making. So I'm not proud of myself for that, but it's an encouragement. Now that I've told you all this, people can hold me accountable for it. However, working out has helped me a lot, and I know New Year's is coming up. Um, make New Year's goals. I hate when people are like, oh, I'm going to make New Year's resolutions. With well, those resolutions, what are you going to do when those resolutions fall through half a week or a week after you you know, you know, stop going to the gym or you miss the gym one time or something like that, if that's on your New Year's goals? I like goals a little bit better, um, but maybe potentially working out is something that you want to get better at. Try to uh, set goals for yourself in that area. I know we had Clayton on our pod, Clayton Eckert on our podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, he was season 26 of The Bachelor, but he's huge into working out, and I've done his workout program. But he's really solid on setting goals and why you should set goals. So maybe if you're thinking about potentially how to set goals, go back and listen to his episode where he talks a little bit about the goals he set for his life. Another fact about working out is the lack of serotonin, makes the human body crave sugary food. And so when you go through a time of seasonal depression, or lack of sunlight, and it's causing you these weird things that are going on, um, your body can sometimes have a lack of serotonin in it, which is causing you to be anxious or depressed. A lot of times when a body lacks serotonin, it makes the body crave sugary food, which can lead to weight gain. So you're like, you might be in this weird time. You're like, man, every year around this time when it gets dark, I feel like I just gain weight. Um, It affects my mental health because it's getting darker earlier. I feel like I'm gaining weight. It's just not a good time. Well, there are scientific facts that are backing all of this up. So give yourself some grace. If you're at that point right now where you're like, you've just had had a tough time, hey, I'm here to tell you that it's okay. I've had a tough time with it too. And the best thing I can do is give myself a little bit of grace. Now, I'm not saying give yourself an so much grace that you just don't care. Um, there's a diff- There's a difference between being indifferent and giving yourself grace. Don't be indifferent, but give yourself grace. Um, so yeah, the lack of serotonin makes the human body crave sugary food, leading to weight gain. Another thing too that has been able to help is try to plan a vacation to get your mind off of things. So literally plan a one or two day vacation. Um, I guess that's what my parents did. They got married in December they do their year year trip or their anniversary trip around this time. Luckily for them, some of us are busy working and in school like me. Can't really take a vacation. However, do things that are going to cause you to kind of relax a little bit. Take some steps back from work. Work is not everything. School is not everything. You need to take time to prioritize your mental health and do the things that are healthy for you. And it is okay if some of those things that are healthy for you is just stepping back and doing nothing. Because a lot of us go, 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 go. And we sometimes just need to step back and be okay with not doing anything. I challenge college kids, Thanksgiving and Christmas break, be present with your family. Sit back, be present with your family. You don't have to do a lot, but just be, be present. It's those, it's those family times when you're around the table with your family that you a lot of times take for granted. But be intentional about who you're spending time with and enjoy the time that, that you're, you're there. It can really help your brain almost reprocess and and re uh not function itself but re um i can't think of the word probably sounds stupid uh anyways some of you probably understand what i'm saying recalibrate that's the word i was thinking recalibrate itself and that's important but another thing i wanted to read too this is from um my friend's paper that she was writing and she was talking about let me see if i can find it uh yes So many health professionals explain the reasoning that traces the cause of this disorder. And when I say disorder, seasonal affective disorder, um, or is the same as seasonal depression. Uh, A lot of times people will call it SAD or S-A-D, seasonal affective disorder. But many health professionals explain the reasoning that traces the cause of seasonal affectiveness disorder to the decrease in sunlight. According to the Mayo Clinic, it causes issues with three aspects of people's bodies. Those aspects are first people's circadian rhythms, which is like sleep rhythms, which is the body's internal clock. It is disrupted due to the change of the time, making there to be less sunlight. Along with that, people's serotonin levels are proven to drop when there is less sunlight, which can trigger depression, which is very true. Triggers depression serotonin levels drop your body craves sugar it can do weird things to your body lastly the lack of sunlight can cause a decrease of melatonin levels which disrupts many people's sleep patterns so guys if you feel like you're in this rut right now give yourself some grace your body is going through these weird things with the time change um and and the, the beautiful thing is thankfully i'm very thankful at the beginning of when all of this is going on during the winter months um and fall like right now We do have some time for breaks, like Thanksgiving and Christmas. Luckily, Thanksgiving and Christmas is coming up. Time for yourself to just kind of sit down, relax. But my my biggest thing is give yourself some grace. Talk to people. The biggest thing you can do is talk to people um, and be honest with yourself. Don't try to ignore it or anything like that. But um, just, just give yourself some grace. Surround yourself with people that love you. And around the holiday season is one of the best times to be able to do that. So now I'm going to get into the biblical integration. We're sitting right at eight nineteen minutes. So I'm going to make this somewhat quick to be like a 25-minute episode, hopefully. But the biblical integration, at first I was like, man, I don't even know how I'm going to tie this into something biblical because we're talking about seasonal depression here. Yes, I can link it to a lot of different things. And I was like, boom, we're really talking about darkness here, lightness and darkness when it is light outside our bodies like love the light. We crave the light. But when it's dark outside, it makes us feel like these weird ways. Um, in the same way, in the biblical realm, we thrive in the light. We don't thrive in darkness. Um, a lot of times, darkness or hidden sin in our life a lot of times causes anxiety um, and can lead to depression. I know it has in my life. But the facts I was saying earlier about how darkness can affect us, we live our most fulfilling lives in the light. For instance, John eight twelve says, And Jesus spoke to them and said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light. Is another encouragement to follow Jesus with all we do, because Jesus is the light, and he's the light that we need um, in our lives. That light is not going to be lit by anything else. It's not going to be lit by the things of this world. It is not going to be lit by alcohol, drugs, porn, sex, um, girls, guys, a husband, a wife, anything like that. It's not going to be lit by that. It's simply lit by Christ alone. Uh, Another verse in John, a little bit later in John, is John 12, 46. And it says, I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me will not remain in darkness. So I want to break this verse down a little bit. In the second part, it says, so whoever believes in me will not remain in darkness. The world is a dark place in and of itself. I've talked about this briefly before but we live in a world that is inherently dark and sinful. Jesus says he have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me will not remain in darkness, but will be light. Jesus is the light to this dark world. We live in a dark world, and until you understand that, you're never going to understand Jesus being the light. So we don't already live in a lit world, we live in a dark world that is inherently sinful. It's inherently bad. Literally, all you have to do is turn on the no- news and you can see it. But as I said, God is our light. And the beautiful thing is, if you feel like you're living in darkness, God is willing to come into your life and change that. If you say, hey, Colby, I feel this darkness. I feel, I don't really know what it is, but I feel it. and Or or my, the sin in my life, you don't know what I've done. The beautiful thing is God loves you. God's redeem you. Um, God's grace and mercy is there for you no matter what you've done. And God is willing to come into your life if you just are open and honest to Him and accept what He did on the cross. He came in as a perfect human and died for unperfect people. That is the ultimate sacrifice. Um, It's so, sometimes it's so hard to wrap my mind around that because it's like, man, would I sacrifice my life for those around me? And a lot of times I like to say yes, but God sent his one and only son that shows how much he loves us, his one and only son to sacrifice his one and only son for us, his perfect son who knew no sin to come save a sinful world. And and it's just, it's so powerful. And if you follow God, so you might be like, okay, Colby, you know, I, I do follow God. I know he's the light. I'm following God, but I feel like I can't see God in my circumstances right now. Woo! I could go on for days about this, and I've said it a lot. If you are following God right now, and you feel like he has led you into a dark room where you're like, I have no clue what you are doing in my life, God. I want to distinguish something for you. God is is not viewing the world and your circumstances in the light that you are viewing your world and your circumstances. God is viewing them from a 30,000 foot view. So when you see in your life, a mountain, God sees a mountain moved because he already knows how he's going to get you around that. So think of that. Think that when you are going through this crud that you might be in, whether it be a job, maybe it's a miscarriage, maybe it's a divorce, maybe it's, a loss of a family member or a friend, it can be hard around these holidays. When you feel like you just don't know where God is taking you, the only thing you can do is trust God. You can sit still, be still before Him, and trust Him. As Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. Are you being still and knowing who God is? And that that doesn't mean just knowing that God is God, but it means inherently knowing His attributes, which you can go back to, One of the first episodes we did with Grace Abbott, she talked about those attributes. But it's so powerful, and I want to give you encouragement. If you feel like that right now, if you say, Colby, that is just where I'm relating, God is still present in those times of trouble. Let me say that again. God is still present in those times of trouble. When he has led you into a dark room, and you're like, I can't see a foot in front of me, God is still asking you, hey, will you still trust me? Will you still trust me? He did this with Job. A lot. He was present in Job's life when everything was being taken from him and he restored to Job more than anyone could have ever imagined. But why? Why did he do that? He did that because Job was faithful to trust God in the darkness. Let me read that again. He was present in Job's life when he gave full reign to Satan to take basically his sickness or to to put sickness on him, to take his family away, to take his wealth away everything of this world away from him took his wife away (laughs) he was present in Job's life during all of that and later on he restored to Job more than anyone could have ever imagined more than Job could imagine but it doesn't stop there we have to ask ourselves okay why did God do that why did he restore more than he had before and it's because the posture of Job's heart Job was faithful to trust God even when he could not see God So I ask you yourself, will you trust God in the darkness? God doesn't command us to do what's easy. He commands us to do what's right. And a lot of times what's right is not always what's easy. Sometimes it's right to trust God, but it's not easy because we can't see him. Just because we can't see him doesn't mean that he isn't there. (laughs) So I encourage you to trust him. Know that he is faithful. And when you get to the other side of whatever trials you're going through, I promise you will see how he was faithful in your life. I love you guys. We got in at like 26 minutes, but I love you guys. I hope that you all have an amazing Thanksgiving. I'll most likely do an episode next week uh, about you know being thankful and Thanksgiving in a posture of one's heart. But I'm thankful for you all. Thank you so much for reaching out uh, just with the encouragement that y'all have been able to give. I had some really encouraging texts at the beginning of the week um, and stories that y'all have sent. And continue to do that. I really appreciate it. You can reach out to us on the Equipped Podcast Instagram. That is E-Q-U-I-P-P-E-D dot P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. But yeah, guys, I'll be praying for all of you. And I hope that you have a great Thanksgiving. Be thankful for something. Know that God loves you, that he cares for you. And remember, will you trust God in the darkness? Because I promise that he is there for you because he is faithful. Peace out, guys.